Let's open our Bibles, 3 John. A couple more lessons in 3 John, then we're going to move to Jude after that. Third John. I want to talk today about role models. How many of you know what a role model is? You all kind of know what it is, you know. The definition is this, a person that other people look up to in order to help determine appropriate behavior. Now, role models, as you know, they can be either good or they can be bad. They can be positive or they can be negative. And so... You know, I, I think, you know, this, this idea of, and this is kind of what we see here in the book of Third John, uh, different people that he, he brings up and he talks about their character and he talks about what kind of a role model they really are. Uh, someone else said this, most people have a role model that inspires them to achieve certain goals or lifestyles. It's it's something you see. Now, we don't all walk around and go and say, I got this, you know, role model and, you know, he's my role model. You know, we don't say that. But, but they, they, you know, it's basically something we look at people, we see them, and we like something they do or whatever, and we, and we kind of emulate it. We, we, we do it. We follow it. Well, let me try that. Uh, this person also said virtually anybody can be a role model, but in Western culture, listen to this, Publicly visible figures such as athletes, actors, musicians, and celebrities are the most common examples. So our role models tend to be, in our culture anyways, those people that are on the TV set, those people that are on the stage, the people that are you know, on the court, uh, on the football field. And, and so you, know, you can have a lot of variety and a lot of, uh, of character. Some role models are really, really good. And some are really, really bad. And then most of the rest of us are somewhere in the middle, right? So, but it's something to think about. You know, we look at people, we look at these things, we, we think about it. Uh, other common role models, uh, this person says, include members of the clergy. I hate that word. Uh, police officers, parents. Uh, most of these can be considered either negative or positive role models. Figures like drug dealers and gang members can be considered almost exclusively negative <laughs> because of the behaviors they display. So, you know, it's a person's lifestyle that we're looking at. Not necessarily what they say, but what we see in their lives. And, and are we, is it going to affect me? Is it, going, you know, is it something I'm going to uh, follow in any way, shape, or form? So the, the question is, who are we following? And, and, and then think about as well, what's my Role model. I mean, you know, what kind of a what kind of a example am I putting forth? Because people watch us. Here in the book of Third John, there's there's three that he talks about. Two we've already looked about looked at. We'll just uh, kind of review. The first one was this guy named Gaius, and I don't think we're on the screen there. There we go. The first one is Gaius. We talked about, this is who John wrote this letter to. And, and Gaius, you know, he was a close friend of John's, but, but Gaius had this testimony of truth. And it says that the truth was in him, and, and, and John was talking a lot about this concept of truth. 
But he said, Gaius, this guy, he had, he had truth living in him. But not only that, he walked in the truth. His life was in the truth. He, he, he demonstrated t- truth by his life. He walked in the truth. He, he, he went on to say later that he was faithful. He showed up. He, he was a, a person of action. He took action. And, and there was this agape love about him. And, 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 and not only that, but, but this guy, Gaius, he supported people who were going out, missionaries, servants, people who were serving the Lord, who went out for the sake of the name. So this guy, Gaius, he was somebody that you would look at and say, wow, I, that's, there's something about him that I, that I you know, c- can appreciate. And he was a really good role model, a great role model. Now, last time we were at, uh, in 3 John, we looked at this second guy. His name was Diotrephes. And, and he wasn't quite the good role model that Gaius was. We talked about him. He, it says that he loved to be first. In other words, he had this, this thing he wanted to be numero uno. He, he wanted to you know, make sure everybody knew that he, he, he was the guy. And, and there was a lot of pride there. There was a lot of ambition. There was this kind of power. He, he wanted to be the greatest. And, and you know, we, all, we talked about how the disciples, they had that kind of issue as well. You know, they argued about who was going to be the greatest, who was the greatest. And, but Gaius, or, or Diotrephes, he kind of took it to a brand new level. He was worried about his place, and so he, he, he would gossip, and he would talk bad about other people that maybe he was threatened by, or maybe that he, uh, you know, thought were, were going to, you know, somehow hinder him in his uh, place. So not a really great role model. But again, sometimes, the, you know, the people, you know, they, they affect us in different ways. And, and even, even this guy was affecting the church there, I believe, because uh, that's what was going on in the church. And, and it was kind of like John, they were trying to keep John, the apostle, the beloved apostle, out of the church. So it was certainly affecting the situation there. Now today, I want to look at the third one, and, and his name is Demetrius. Demetrius. I like that name. Can you say that? Demetrius, you know. But first, before we look at his character, John talks about this idea of who and what we follow. Look at verse 11. He said, dear friend, and he would used that phrase when he talked about Gaius, he uh, uh, we talked about him, him having this friendship with Gaius. He says, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. So the first thing he says is that there's good and evil. You have to understand there's good and evil. And John is, a, is always this guy of contrasts. Good and evil, darkness and light, truth and lies. But he says there's good and evil out there, and he says you need to imitate what's good. Do not imitate what is evil. Don't let, the NLT uh, translates this, don't let this bad example of diatrophies influence you. Follow only what is good. So, 
Even back at the time that John was writing this letter, things that we face today, they were, they were just the same today. You know, things haven't changed much in thousands of years, you know. There's not a whole lot of new things under the sun. And, and people are people, and so we look at that, and, and John tells the guys, listen, be careful. Don't just do what this guy is doing. It's interesting, the, the word for imitate there is the word, let me pronounce it right, mimeomai. It's where we, where we get our word mime or mimic. So he says, don't mimic, don't just do. And we, we certainly do learn from others and we want to be careful. If, if they're not setting a good example, don't do it. Don't just go along with it. But then again, on the other hand, if someone is setting a good example, then you say, hey, I want to be like that. I want to do that. I want it to, to be a part of what my character is. And, and I think the, the, one of the key words in this whole study is character. Is it, do they have character? Do they, do they have a good character? We all have character, but is it good character is the, is the question. He says, don't imitate what is evil. And, and, you know, there is a lot of evil. There is a lot of evil in this world today. How do we know that? I think one of the things that, that sticks out to me in, in, in our day and age is that, the, the, as the scripture points out, today we, we call evil good and we call good evil. There's a, there's a you know, huge confusion about what is good and what is evil. Because we just, you know, we, we think that we can just redefine everything. And, and the reason for that is because we've gotten away from a, a, a worldview, a biblical worldview that, that defines what good is and defines what evil is. Defines what truth is and, and defines what lies are. And so when we get away from that, then, then it's pretty much whatever I think is good is good. And, and, you know, I, I wondered about this sometimes. Is that just what people say? Well, you know, they just say that, you know, people are going to say, you know, if it's good for you, it's good. If it's, if it's good for me, it's good. If it's bad for you, it's bad. And, and it, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, that, that's a concept that isn't really true. But, but as I look around the world and, and, and I see that that's exactly what's happening. And it is happening. And Zeke was talking about a, a, a person uh, he met down on the, on the wall where he's uh, witnessing to people who had that same concept. Isn't that true? And so, so you know, we've, we've taken things in this world and we, we say, you know, this is good when it's not good. And this is bad when it's not bad. And, and ultimately, it gets down to what God's word says. So you and I need to know what the Bible says. If we don't have a biblical understanding, if we don't have a big biblical foundation, we're just going to go along with the flow of everybody and everything. That's why we always get back to what the word says. We always get back to what the Bible says. And I always want to encourage you to get into God's word for yourself. He says here to imitate what's good. He says, don't imitate what's evil, but what is good. And it's kind of interesting. He, he, he appears by saying that, he appears to be saying that 
you and I have a choice, right? We have a choice. Who are we going to imitate? What are we going to imitate? You and I can make a choice. Psalm 34 says, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So it's an idea where you and I have to make choices and we have to say, I'm going to turn away from that because that is not good. The world might say that's okay. But God's word and the Holy Spirit is telling me that is not okay and I need to turn away from that. I need to make a choice. What am I going to follow? What the world says is okay or what God's word says is okay? Do you see what I'm saying? We're all kind of, uh, you know, in this place. We're all imitators to one degree or another. And, and so the question is, you know, as I look at my life, who am I following? Who are my role models? I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but I had to stop and think, well, who are, who are the people who have, you know, who have affected my life that I've looked at, that I respected, that I uh, would want to emulate, to be like? And, and, you know, there's not a whole bunch of people, but there's a few in my life that I can look back to and say they, they've had a real impact in my life. My dad, my, my stepfather, Bill Kinneman. You know, there's, there's a few people that I can look and say, you know, Barbara Kinneman, you know, people like that. I can look and say that they had something that was worth following, something that was worth emulating, something that was worth thinking, at least thinking about. There have been people in my life that were not good examples. Sometimes we, we emulate them without even choosing to do so. It, it, we just kind of go along with it. It's the way we were raised, it, whatever, and, and it's not a good thing, but we've kind of fallen into it. And, and we need to say, hey, that wasn't such a good example. And, and not to trash the other, you know, whoever it was, but, but it wasn't a good example. And I want to go a different way. You know, I, I remember saying that as a young, just, just brand new Christian. You know, my, my real father was an alcoholic. He was not a good man at all. And, and you know what? I, I became a believer and I said, you know what? Uh, God is in my life and I am going to go a different way. I, I, you know, it was a choice. That I'm going to follow, I'm going to let God do a work in my life. I'm going to go a different way. I don't have to go that way. And so we, we make these choices. We need to think about it, though. Who are we imitating? Who's, who's kind of like the people we go, oh, wow, you know. I could think of some weird names, but, you know, I don't know if that would do any good or not. But there are people that are, you know, on the tip of our tongue, you know, and somebody said, uh, somebody asked me, they saw the title of this message, they said, oh, you, you mean politicians? <laughs> I said, not really. <laughs> that doesn't mean, though, that there are some politicians who are really good role models. It, it really depends on the person, doesn't it? You can't just put it in a category. There are really good athletes who are really good role models. I think of a guy like Tim Tebow. That guy is awesome. Now, he's not in sports anymore, but, but, but he has a heart after God and, and, and worth following, you know, after some of the things that he, you know, lives for. But I think of other sports figures and, and all, you look at them and all you see is like pride and arrogance. And you go like, 
Yeah, they might be the very best in their field, but do you want to be like that? Do I want to be like that? Musicians, same way. Actors. Again, uh, as that person wrote, you know, for us in, the, in our society, it's like, who's the most visible? Who do you see the most? Who comes up on your, you know, social media feed the most? Who, who's popping in there? Who's, 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 you know, got the attention of the whole world? But just because they have the attention of the whole world doesn't mean that they're worth following. Just because they're the most visible doesn't mean. In fact, often it's the exact opposite, but we kind of just fall into it. Notice he says here that he says what he's talking about good and evil. He says anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. So he, he does relate evil and good to people and how they live, what they do. He relates it to that. Not just the concept of evil, not, not just the concept of evil, but, but good or evil being lived out in people's lives. You know, if we, all we do is talk about concepts, what good is that? But if it, if it gets into our lives and comes out of our lives, that's what he says here. The one who, the one who uh, does what is good, he's from God. God has made a change in his life. The NLT said those who do good prove that they are gods. They belong to God. And so, again, this this concept that John talks about a lot, especially in 1 John, is, is the truth coming out in our lives. Is it, is it being reflected by how we live? This evidence of being born again. Can people look at your life and say, there's something different about you. They may not know the terms, but they say, there's something different about you, about me. Because the truth is coming out. This relationship. John said in 1 John, everyone who does what is right has been born of him. And, and again, He's not talking about living a perfect life. He's talking about the direction of our lives and, 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 and what we you know, stand for, what we live for, how we live. Peter said, Peter says it's, if it, he said, it's God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. And then he, then he says a little bit later, he said, How is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. So sometimes doing the right thing is, is going to create some suffering. That's what happened in Peter's life. That's absolutely what happened in Paul's life as well. On the other side, he says here that anyone who does what is evil, this, this example that, you know, somebody who... Who, who, who does evil things, it says they have not seen God. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really disturbed by people who say, you know, I am a Christian, I'm a follower of God, and yet they, they go completely the opposite direction, and they, they stand up for things like abortion. It, 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 it's just not right. Don't, don't say that you are if you aren't. 
there's a, there's a kind of spiritual blindness. He says, he says if, if, if you're doing this, he, he says you haven't seen God. There's like a blindness, a spiritual blindness. Which tells me uh, on the other side of that is that we can see God. Now, I'm not talking about physically. I haven't seen God physically, but I've seen the hand of God. One day we will see him face to face. We will see him physically. I believe that. The Bible says that. But can we not see God now working in, in, in uh, our lives, working in our hearts? When I, when I see God do something in my life, I see it and I go, wow, that's the hand of God. I see God working it. I see God doing that. I look at a sunrise, I look at a sunset, and, and the heavens declare the glory of God. I see what God has made. I see His hand at work. I see His creation. When the goodness of God and and, and it comes out in our lives, people can see it. So we have these role models. We have Gaius, a good role model. We have Diotrephes, a bad role model. And then, and then the third one here is Demetrius, the last one. And he's a good role model. And, and it says there, let's read verse 12. John spells it out. He says, Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone. And even by the truth itself, we also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. So Demetrius, he, he, had, a, he had a good reputation. He, says, he said, you know, there were, there, were, there were people speaking about him. He had a reputation, and, and you know what? We all have reputations. You know, I was in the hallway, and, and, and somebody was telling me about you, and... Uh, but that's, that's true, huh? People will talk about you, whether good or bad. Now, hopefully it's not just gossip, but, but we do. We, we watch each other and we talk about it. And, and hopefully it's good stuff. They say, wow, that guy, he's doing that? That's, that's exciting. That's great. That's awesome. If she, you know, she's, she's got a good testimony, a good witness. There's, a, there's something worth imitating. And so he had this reputation. It was a good reputation. But there's three things in the, the, New, the Old Testament talks about, you know, the, the testimony of two or three witnesses. And it says that a matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So it's not just one person saying something, but two or three kind of tie together. And so here we see in, in this verse 12, John gives the, the three full witness. The threefold testimony. The first one he gives is what? He says Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, right? That's the first one. By everyone, by all people. is a kind of a general acknowledging that he had character. That he had good character. They knew him. They knew about him. They loved him. They saw his consistent life and his ministry. And, and there was something about it. Now, uh, you know... I guess there is a danger, too, when everybody speaks well of you, then maybe something's not quite right. Maybe they, they don't have the whole picture or whatever. But generally speaking, for people to, you know, talk about you in a positive way, that there's, you know, there's a, a reputation that you have, and, 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 and that's a good thing. That's a role model that's worth following after, worth thinking about. Now, I'm, I'm just thinking as we, 
as we're going through these here, well, we can apply these to those people who are really visible, that, that really stand out in the world. But, but, but I always, always, always believe that we need to apply them to ourselves first. Before, you know, well, that person over there, they should really be, you know, what about me? What about my life? What's my role model? What, what kind of a, a character do I have and, and reflect that people can see? What are people thinking and saying? Not to get, like, neurotic about this. You could get neurotic about it, I guess. And, you know, most of us are neurotic already enough. The second thing, though, he says, is even by the truth itself. He says, Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? The truth itself is speaking, saying that this guy has a good character. This guy is right. Now, what does he mean by that? The the word of God, obviously. The truth of God's word. The truth, you know, confirms his character. It lines up. It matches up to the word of God. Warren Wiersbe said you could test his life by the Bible and it passed the test. That is interesting. To test my life, to test your life by the scripture. And and does it pass the test or is it like, wow, I'm way over here. You know, uh, Paul said, you know, we should examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith or not. And, you know, do do we really know Jesus Christ? Do we really have him in our life? Do we really... Have the Holy Spirit living within us. The third and final thing there is is this. He says, we also speak well of him. This thing doesn't want to work today. There we go. He says, we also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. We also, in other words, there were people like John, people in leadership, people who, who acknowledged that that uh, his character was good and firm to who he actually was. There was truth about it. And John uh, spoke of the truth. Warren Wiersbe, again, he says this, and and I love this, and I'll tell you why in a second, but Warren Wiersbe said this, the godly life and the dedicated service of another believer is always an encouragement to me and a stimulus to me. Let me say that again. The godly life and dedicated service of another believer is always an encouragement and a stimulus to me. Now, why, why it strikes me so much is because Warren Wearsby, you know, I respect that guy. I, I, I respect his character, his attitude, and, 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 and this guy served the Lord faithfully. For decades and decades. But, but this is the kind of attitude he had. That he could learn. That he could grow. That, that he could be encouraged by the, the spiritual life of somebody else. The godly life of somebody else. The, the biggest example of that to me is Bill Kinnaman. And I, and I have to say it. And I've said this before. Bill Kinnaman was a PhD. We call him Dr. Kinnaman sometimes. We call them other things, too. (laughs) 
This guy was amazing. He, you know, he, he, was, he had his PhD in philosophy or whatever. But this man came to our church. And, and he would come and, and he would say, he would come when he wasn't out speaking somewhere else. And he did that a lot. He spoke in a lot of different places. But he would come here and he had such a heart to learn. He knew way, way, way more than I knew. But he would come to me, and I can still see him coming up to me after a service and said, thank you for that word. And he wouldn't just say, good message, pastor, like we all do. But he would say, he would say I liked what you said about such and such. Something specific that he had actually listened and he caught on to. That, that impressed me. I want to be like that. Warren Wiersbe was like that. He was able to listen and grow and learn from the life of other believers. No matter whether they knew more than him or less than him. Very, very important. That in itself is character. Being willing to learn. Being willing to listen, to grow. I got some scriptures I want to look up as we kind of wrap this up. And uh, let me read the first one to you. It's found in Exodus chapter 23. It says this, Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. Don't just do what everybody else is doing. If it's right and good, yeah, it's good. It's okay to follow the crowd. But if the crowd is going off, you know, off the precipice into hell, why would we follow along with them? Jesus talked about the wide path and the narrow path. And I remember a friend uh, said to me one time, the reason that the, the reason that the, The wide path is so wide is because there's so many people trampling it all down. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right path. Who are we following? Don't follow the crowd. Follow what God says. Follow the word of God. Follow the the Holy Spirit. Follow what Jesus says. Now I want you to turn back with me to the book of Hebrews first. And again, we're going to turn to a few verses. But that's back a couple, not too far, a couple of books. Let's start at Hebrews chapter 13. And I almost hesitated in, in uh, pointing to this verse, and you'll see why. But, but I think there's responsibility here. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I always wonder, like, like, how does that fit into that concept? But, but, but we'll get to that in a, in, a, in a few minutes at the end here. But he says, remember your leaders. So in a sense, this is a big responsibility for any who consider themselves leaders. Uh, role models. Gaius, a good leader, a good role model. Diotrephes, not a good role model. 
Demetrius a good role model. He said, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. So not just what they say, not just those who speak, but those who actually live. Look at, see how they lived. Oh, they speak the word of God, but, you know, they're, they're all about money and they're all about, you know, uh, possessions and their, their lives are just all focused on these things. I've got to have a jet plane. I did order one now that I went up with Brian uh, in the plane. I figured that I got, I got to get a jet. Forget the single prop business. That's not fast enough. It's a big responsibility. And, and any of us that consider ourselves leaders, we have to say, what, what, pe- what do people see in my life? The writer of the Hebrews says, remember and, and, and consider it and imitate their faith. Turn back to Hebrews chapter 6. Again, we see it in the, uh, you know, brought up by the, the writer to the Hebrews. Uh, and Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 let me put that up here so you can see the verses easier. He's Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. He said, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate, there's that word again, those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. We don't want you to be lazy. How many of you ever feel lazy? I feel lazy sometimes. You know, there's this, the flesh is lazy. The flesh is weak. And and so he says, we don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate, take steps, make choices. To imitate those who faith, through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. Let's go again. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Keep going back. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verses 10 and 11, we're, we're looking at Paul now and, and the, the things that, that Paul went through. And verses 10 and 11, it says, You, however, Paul realized what John was talking about, by the way, because of how he writes this. He says, You, however, you know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me? And then he talks about, he goes on and talks about all that. But he says, yet, the end of verse 11, the Lord rescued me from all of them. He gives the glory back to the Lord. But he says, you know, you know what my life's been like. You know what, what not only what I taught, but how I live, my way of life. What I lived for. What I believed. You know, patience, love, and endurance. But then the other things, the persecutions and the sufferings, he he says, you know about it. There's an example that that he saw was happening in his life. Only two more. Philippians chapter 3, Paul again. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. This is the chapter, and again, you have, to, you have to look at the whole context about this because Paul is saying, you know what, I haven't arrived, but I press forward. I, you know, I, I press forward. I'm going to keep, keep working. I'm going to keep going forward, pressing towards the mark. But in verse 17, he says, Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern 
we gave you. For as I have often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. For Paul to say, follow my example. Can we say that? Can we say that to our kids, to our you know, co-workers, to the people around us? Follow my example. And the ultimate I'm going to put on the screen for you is this. The ultimate is this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. That's the ultimate right there. The whole, the whole focus of this, and we saw, you know, Paul said, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Ultimately, that's where it all kind of focuses. Jesus, Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Who's the ultimate role model? It's Jesus. The truth is people fail us, people, people fall, people make mistakes. But Jesus will not. And Jesus said, follow me over and over. He said to those around him, he said, follow me. And, and he's saying that to you and to me today, follow me, he says. He said in John chapter 27, chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, he said, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. He said, my sheep, my, my true sheep, they listen to me, and, and I know them, he knows them, and they follow me. Ultimately, there's no perfect example in this life, though, though that's what we see. We see people. But ultimately, we, we, we need to look beyond people to Jesus and follow him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we, we're just trying to get by in this world, trying to find our place in this world. I remember the, that song, uh, Who Am I in? What is my purpose and what is my life like? What is it made up of and what should it be made up of? And I know, Lord, that, that you have placed people in our lives and, and some are really, really good examples and some are really, really bad. Help us to discern and make choices and, and learn and have that attitude of, of willing to grow and learn. No matter how long we've been believers, no matter how much we know, how many scripture verses we have memorized. But to humbly say, I, I want to follow you, Jesus, and, and, and I want to learn and grow. And, and I remember that song we used to sing, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, all the way home to heaven. So we're on a path and and Lord, I pray you'd help us on that path to follow, to imitate what is good, not what is evil. To imitate those that are godly examples according to the truth, according to your word, and, but ultimately to imitate you and follow you, to be like you. What would Jesus do? Lord, I thank you that you changed my life. You, 
You, you gave me a new direction, a, a new place, a new path, and, and uh, it's been the best ever. Not without difficulties, but the best. And one day I'm going to see you face to face. I look forward to that. I pray for any here today who, who don't know you, who don't have you in their lives, have no hope, have no future, have no, nothing to look ahead to. I pray for them. I pray for you right now if you're here or if you're listening. You can ask Jesus in your life and he will come in. I'm, my life is not perfect, but it's living proof that Jesus does come in and change lives. And all I did was surrender and, and say, okay, if you really are who these people say you are, well, come into my heart and life and, and prove yourself to me. Show me who you are. And he did. And he still is today, day by day. So you can just pray and say, Jesus, just I surrender. I, I ask you in. I believe in you. Today, right here, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand and sing together, please.